uh, working marriages in this church. Blessed by God. Amen. Please turn your Bibles over to the book of John, chapter 4. We're still in the love series, the Search for True Love series. This is part three because I'm struggling in finding a clever title. So I'll just go part one, part two, part three. (laughs) If you're in John chapter four, go to verse four. If you're there, please say amen. Amen. Okay, I'm going to begin reading John chapter 4, verse 4, 226. Now, he had to go through Samaria, so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his flocks and herds? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus declared, Believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet the time is coming... And has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are kind of worshipers, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, 
He will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. This is the word of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for everything that you've given us this whole week. And we thank you for today. We thank you for this building. We thank you for the singers and the songs, the workers and the background, Father, the security ministry, everybody that made this day possible for us to be able to worship you and have this service. Service meaning us serving you with our songs, our presence, and us wanting to learn about you and about your truth. We ask now, Lord God, for your Holy Spirit to guide us, to teach us, and to open our hearts and our minds. Heal the sick, Father, the physically sick and those who are spiritually sick. Help those, Lord God, who are in trouble. Rescue them. Restore broken relationships, Father God. And anoint my lips, Lord. Bless my preparation. Speak through me once again. Deliver your message to your people. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So uh, in a few days, so those the... The, the guys that are in a relationship and you're with your wives or girlfriends, this is your clue. In two days, there is a big event. It's the Valentine's Day. So hopefully you've already prepared yourself, bought a card, and have picked a place to take them. Right? Yeah? No? Okay. You're welcome. It is highly anticipated by people who are in love. The goes are in love. They, they anticipate this. They're like, I can't wait. Where is he going to bring me? What is he going to get me? And the boys are saying, man, this is going to be expensive. <laughs> and the guys that are single and the ladies that are single, they're saying, hmm, another day, another dollar. <laughs> time to work overtime, right? <laughs> right. But this is the time that the world reminds us that there is a great need for love. And those of us who are in love and have someone to love are blessed. Amen? Amen. Amen. So to recap, we're still in our series of the searching for true love. The first Sunday, we discussed the holiness of God. And we pointed out that because of God's holiness, His holiness must also reflect in our search for love. Since God is holy, Everything about him is holy, his will, his ways, his purposes, holy, including us, his creation, that we are to live holy lives as well. And then last week, we discussed that God is our creator, and then he identifies what is true. He is the one that should tell us what true is and what love is. Remember the mom who was searching, who lost her son? She was the only one that can truly identify who her son is. And it's the same thing for us believers. For us to search in our search for true love, it is only God that can truly tell us what true is and what love is. And we just read the woman at the well. She had five long relationships. Imagine, five long relationships. And Jesus, Jesus came to her, introduced himself, and said, if you drink the water... That is me, the living water. You will never be thirsty again. So what is that saying to us? It tells us that everything that we need in life, including love, is all in Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. 
the world needs convincing about this. But sometimes, us Christians, we also too need to be convinced again that God is all we need. Now, is the world searching for true love? I think so. You know, theatlantic.com reported in February 14, 2015, that, let me pause, the Philippines never beats the United States in any sport, anything for that matter. Only when Pacquiao was fighting, but he never fought USA, he fought Mexico, right? There's a lot of Mexican, great Mexican boxers. He was, uh, Manny Pacquiao said he's the greatest Latino boxer because <laughs> he beat all the Latino boxers. But he, Philippines have no match against the United States. But I guess with one matter, we rank number one for the first time, this was in 2015. In my research for materials, this is what I stumbled into. We beat the, the, the United States. The United States is ranked 21 in the number, this is the category, the most loved country. The Philippines ranked number one. The country that feels most love. Somebody actually took a poll. 93% of Filipinos that took that poll said they felt that they are loved. That just tells me one thing. Filipinos are romantic, hopeless romantic. <laughs> That's what we are. That explains all the shows that you watch on TFC. That's why they're all love stories. That's why that explains all the love songs that we have because we're hopeless romantic people. That's it. And then, you know, we hold the record in Guinness Book of Records. The Philippines have, other than, than having the, the biggest thief, we also have, uh, <laughs> we have this record of uh, the world record for the number of couples simultaneously kissing for 10 seconds. Yeah, they, they actually, they, we had nothing to do, right? They had nothing, you know, you guys don't have any jobs. We can't provide jobs. Come up here. And then we will, you guys will kiss for 10 seconds. The tally of couples that they had were 5,122. That's how, I just, you know what that tells me? High, high unemployment. <laughs> they had nothing better to do except to kiss each other for 10 seconds and then put it on Guinness Book of Records. This is the week that it honors Valentine's Day, right? And the Philippine government, that was their best idea back in 2015. Valentine's Day and the great number of love songs popularized all over, throughout the years, the answer to this question is yes. The world is searching for true love. That's the answer. That's why we observe Valentine's Day. Other than the marketing and branding, the money that you're going to spend, the world is searching for true love. But this is the question. The question should be, does the world know what true love is? Does the world know what true love is? The Bible tells us that the world temporarily is ran by Satan. 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Ephesians 2.2 2 reads, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world, and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. John 12, 31. 
Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. Is that clear? Now, does that make sense? Is it making sense to you now? As you open your eyes when you're watching whatever you're watching on your, on your, on your stream service, why is the world trying to maneuver or program you that there is a certain way of love that is contradictory to the Bible? Why is it so hard for you to actually obey God, right? Because it's written down here, but the world is doing something different. This is the norm and this is the abnormal. This is the acceptable. This is the unacceptable, right? The phrase God of this world or God of this age indicates that Satan is the major influence on the ideals, opinions, goals, hopes, and views of the majority of people. His influence also encompasses the world's philosophies, education, and commerce. The thoughts, ideas, speculations, and false religions of the world are under his control and have sprung from his lies and deceptions. Why are we talking about this? Because it's one thing for us Christians to believe and to accept that this written word is the word of God. That's one thing. Everybody, I think, knows the right answer. Yes, the Bible is God's word. I believe it, right? Every, I think everybody will agree to that. But there's, there's another thing. I don't think everybody agrees, including us Christians, including us Christians, that everything that the world says that's contradictory to the word of God is actually wrong. I think most of us, sadly, have accepted certain things about the world's philosophies that contradicts the word of God, acceptable. Acceptable. Especially when it comes, when it comes to the realm of love. True love. Satan is called the prince of the power of the air. He is the ruler of this world. These titles and many more signify Satan's capabilities. He's very clever. He's very smart, very intelligent. To say, for example, that Satan is the prince of the power of the air is to signify that in some way he rules over the world and the people in it. Isn't it funny that it says he's the prince of the air, prince of the power of the air? And what do we call when, when we watch TV, they say the, the air waves, right? Or, or the, the air, right? There, what's airing right now? Before they would say, what's, what's on the air? Meaning on TV. Who's ruling Hollywood? What's more on Hollywood? Is there a lot of Christian movies in Hollywood? <laughs> a lot of Christian values, right, on HBO? Showtime? No. Everything is against. See, this, this is why I think... I thought I was going to be talking about marriage, sex, and, 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 and why it's important to keep it in, in, in marriage. But God really made me park here. He wants us to really, before we get to that, He wants us to really absorb this and realize this truth. That Satan rules this world and everything in it within the boundaries that God has given him. Now, whatever we have said and whatever we have read, this is not to say that he rules the world completely. Because God is still sovereign. Amen? But it does mean that God, in his infinite wisdom, has allowed Satan 
to operate in this world within the boundaries God has set for him. What the Bible says, Satan has power over the world. We must remember that God has given him domain over unbelievers only. Over unbelievers only. So believers are no longer under the control of Satan. Don't you think it's odd that Super Bowl Sunday falls on a Sunday? Right? It's like when my American friends ask me, hey, where's, when's Cinco de Mayo? Right? Super Bowl Sunday. Why? Because it's happening on Sunday, the day that we are supposed to be with God. Why? Because Satan and the world wants us to not live for God, not worship God. Whether it's your search for, the, for true love or whether it's your search for money, everything, the world will do everything in its power to remove your focus, to remove your heart from God. Away from God. Believers are no longer under the rule of Satan. Colossians 1.13 reads, For he has rescued us. Amen? Amen? Us. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord, you belong to this one. You have been rescued from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. Now, sadly, unbelievers, on the other hand, are caught in the snare of the devil. 2 Timothy 2.26 Lie in the power of the evil one. 1 John 5.19 Are in the bondage to Satan. Ephesians 2.2 Why am I sharing all these? Because this, this, these things are written in the Word of God. Christians, if you're looking for true love, this is why you don't date unbelievers. This is why you don't try to, to, to want to marry an unbeliever. Because an unbeliever is under the control of Satan. Because it's also written down here that we are not to yoke with unbelievers. There is nothing. There's, no, there's a lot of danger for us. There's a lot of danger for you. The yoking is dangerous. Why? Because they are under the control of Satan. Just like what? Just like us before. So when the Bible says that Satan is the god of this world... It is not saying that he has ultimate authority. It is conveying that the idea that Satan rules over the unbeliever, unbelieving world and also the unbelievers in a specific way. In, in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, the unbeliever follows Satan's agenda. The God of this world has blinded, blinded the minds of unbelievers. That's why they cannot see the value of you coming to church on Sundays. Why are you going to go to church, man? It's Super Bowl Sunday. Stay. Dude, just go there next week. You were there last Sunday. Weren't you there last Wednesday? Didn't you, weren't you just part of the Bible study Friday? Church again? That's why the, the, the Satan's scheme includes promoting false philosophies in the world. Philosophies that blind the unbeliever to the truth of, number one, the gospel. Satan rules all the false religion. All the false religion tells people that they can save themselves only if they do their best. Right? That's the first lie. Because it negates, it dismisses what God has done on the cross. That's the first lie. And it also does it in their search for true love. What is true love? Where do I find my true love? 
the Bible shows us, but we ignore it because 95% of the time, maybe, you are consuming the world's philosophies. You are studying their books. You are watching their shows. You are consuming it either consciously or subconsciously. And I believe that one of Satan's tools to promote his false philosophies, especially about love, is through love songs. Now, question, what's your love song? Now, usually during my time, me and Anna's time, we had those theme songs, you know? You know, whatever our theme song was, whatever the love song that connected us. Uh, I think Anna's song for me was, uh, what was your song for me? Huh? <laughs> what is it? Please release me is her song. <laughs> you know, that's, you didn't read your notes. I texted you what you're supposed to answer me. <laughs> Please release me was her song. Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was incomplete because she felt like she was incomplete without me. You know? I know. That was before. It only lasted for a year. <laughs> but it was good while it lasted. <laughs> now, after 3,410,000,000 searches on Google, the greatest love song of all time came up to be the This Magic Moment by the Drifters. Okay, try not to sing, but you, you can later. But here's the lyrics. This magic moment, so different and is so new, but like any other until I kissed you. See the subtle? See the subtleness there? It was a love song, and then it became physical. Okay, I have a point here. And then there's, this is my favorite love song. It's At Last by Ida James. At last, my love has come along. My lonely days are over, and life is like a song. Imagine? Because love songs appeal to the loneliness of the person, right? This is why the world wants, and this is what God said, it is not good for man to be alone, right? But then listen to this. It says here, my heart was wrapped up in clover the night I looked at you. Oh, my goodness. Right? Like the, the butterflies come up. Like, oh, man. The moment Anna looked at me, you know, maybe. <laughs> I found a dream that I could speak to, a dream that I can call my own. My goodness. Dream. Mr. Dream Boy. Mr. Dream Girl. Or Miss Dream Girl. And, it says, and here we are in heaven, for you are mine at last. Imagine. Who's not going to fall in love with that love song, right? If you're walking down the aisle and that's the song. But what's the problem with the worldly songs, though? If the world is ran by Satan, which it is, right? Will the popular songs have messages that are glorifying to God? Will it be communicating what God wants and has said in His Word? Usually, love songs promote what the heart feels, and the, what the heart wants. What did Jesus say about this, about following your heart, right? Isn't that what the world says? Follow your heart. What does it say? Matthew 15, 19 to 20. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, and there, look, adultery, sexual immorality, 
theft, false testimony, slander, chismis. These are what defile a person. But eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. We focus so much on religion. We focus so much on things that we're doing. But we don't focus and we're not very careful of what we listen to when it comes to our hearts. The world promotes that. Listen to your heart. That's why Valentine's is about heart, right? Listen to your heart. You only live once. It's now or never. So if you listen to your heart, you're going to commit adultery. If you're already married, then you found somebody attractive, right? Because after being married for 20-something for years, you know, the adoration doesn't come so often anymore, right? But then you go to work and somebody says, oh, look at you. Look like you're losing weight. Are you working out? And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but you only did three push-ups three weeks ago, but you're like, oh, wow, she noticed. And then Anna, Anna, on the other hand, I'm like push, working out, doing everything. She doesn't say anything. And then I do dishes. She goes, wow, you're doing dishes. That's so amazing. <laughs> right? And then all of a sudden, now the, the adultery comes in. There's sexual morality. That's, where, that's why this is when cheating happens in relationships. Because all of a sudden, the heart was touched. The attention was, was grabbed. And then the lie of the world when it says, listen to your heart, is being, being followed by the Christian. Oh, listen to my heart. Oh, he's going to be there tomorrow, so I better dress up again really nice. Because he noticed, he noticed my red shirt. Let me see if he notices my green shirt. <laughs> right? right? All of a sudden, you're like, huh, let me see. Papa, can I let, you know? When you're, and then your, 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 your spouse will just say, uh, okay, what time are you going to work? And she didn't, even, she didn't notice your new haircut. She didn't notice your, 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 your suit. He didn't notice your, your, your perm, your curls, the glitter that you put here, right? <laughs> because it's been a while. You guys have been married for 20-something years. It doesn't make sense anymore. There's no more flirting. So when you listen to your heart, See, Christians, listen. This is what the world says. Listen to your heart. Well, the, the Bible says, don't. Don't. But 95% of the time, this is what we hear. Listen to your heart. 5% of the time, this is what you hear. But this is what you're supposed to listen to. Remember the woman at the well? Jesus said, go get your husband. She goes, I don't have a husband. It's a live-in partner. She was living in sin. People think living in sin or uh, companionship is what they call it now is the practical approach because this is what they say. You try them out. See if th this is the person you want to marry. But see, the problem there is that's going to be, it depends on how long you guys are living together. It's an audition. You're auditioning for the part of a husband you're auditioning to be a part of the spouse. Some people, it's a 10-year audition. They're still trying to figure out if they're going to marry that person for 10 years. But see, the mentality for the people that are living in, they're living in, there's this, this notion, there's a study, and I'll show you next week. The study shows that the people that are living in, they're always thinking this, maybe I can do better. 
because the people that they live in together with is, are not usually the people that they would marry because their marriage status or bar is high, but their living partner is just, okay, it's temporary. You know, we never know. We'll see how this works. It's like that jacket that you know no longer fits, but you just don't want to give it away. You're like, ah, let me, yeah, I don't know, let me see. You know, I have it anyway. I got it altered by Tito Oscar. Let me just see <laughs> if it works. That's what living in. Do you want to be there? Do you want to be that person that's, oh, maybe an option? Check if you think. Optional box. But that's what the world says. The world says try them out first and then maybe marry. Since we're talking about songs, Sam Smith and Ed Sheeran, right? Sheeran, Sheeran. The title, We Love Who We Love, is the title. This is the lyrics. It's not wrong to want the world for someone. It's not a feeling you can run from, because we love who we love. So sweet. So let go. You don't know better than your heart knows. Oh, what? You don't know what better than your heart knows. And then Jesus says, this is what your heart tells you. Now, this Sam Smith guy performed what looked like a satanic worship ritual uh, during the Grammys, I think it was last week, with his song, Unholy, is the title. And his tweet, he tweeted, this is going to be special. And then tweeted with a devil emoji. Then CBS, the station with the airwaves, right, responded to the tweet, you can say that again, we are ready to worship. Worship what? Hey, I'm smiling. I know how I'm sounding off here. It might be silly for you, but listen, the world is really out there, not for God, but for Satan. Now, if you're really going to live your Christian life listening more to the world, this is where you're going to go. You're going to listen to your heart. You're trying to work a new relationship. But you're, 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 you connect, you're dating a, an unbeliever and you're going to do the same thing that you did before. You're going to live in sin. You have, you're going to have premarital sex and you're going to expect something different. You're not going to see yourself as a holy creature that you are. How God sees you. We are holy and we're told to be holy as we are, as he is holy. We are to be Holy living sacrifices for God. That's what he said. That we are not to conform to, the, to, the, to this world, but be transformed with the renewing of our mind. So it all starts with what we listen to. So let me ask you, what do you listen to when you go to work? What songs do you listen to? Because I, I tell you, I, 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 was, I had Gianna go uh, listen with me with the songs. And man, the beat, the, to the tune the, of the worldly songs... Sadly, sometimes they're better than the Christian songs. I mean, you could really, you know, you can really feel the beat, you know, the bass, you know, the bass, and you have a nice system in your car. You know, you're going to be really dancing in your car. You're like, yeah, this is good. But then the lyrics there that's being planted in your mind, whether you know it or not, the subconscious, it's putting it in there. All these songs are very sexual. That's why our culture is very sexual. The shows that you watch, there's always a sexual ingredient in there. 
And there's the, the LGBTQ element already also being planted in there. So how do you combat this, these things, if you barely read your word? Barely read your word, meaning three minutes, tops. You've been a Christian for five years and your devotion is still our daily bread. You know, there's nothing wrong with our daily bread. It's a good three-minute read. It's a very powerful read. But you know what? If you just stick there, but you're consuming all these other things, a song from Sam Smith here, another song from, from uh, The Weeknd here. I was trying to do my research. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I'm looking at their lyrics. I'm like, it's making me cringe. But you know what? I listened to my Dr. Dre's and my Snoop Dogg's during my time, and I know they're kind of, kind of uh, you know, not so uh, Christianese. <laughs> you know, so, but anyway, the whole point is the world and everything that it teaches you are not for God. 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. Are we in the last days? I think so, especially with all these satellites flying around. <laughs> the last days are coming. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, right? Boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, like the song, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good. Right? You're a virgin? Nah, what? You're boring. Loser. Treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. Have nothing to do with such people. You claim you're a Christian. You're very good in claiming. We should claim that we are Christians. We have to announce to the world that we are Christians. But our life doesn't follow it. Having the form of godliness but denying its power. We say we're a Christian. But then temptation comes our way. And then we say, oh Lord, I've never batted eight in my whole career. In my playing career. This girl is presenting a new height of temptation, Lord. Lord, I'm only human. I'm going to have to do it. Yeah, is that it? You're going to do it that way? Having the form of godliness but denying his power. You're actually going to tell me that God doesn't have the power to control you if you want him to control you? See, we have the free will to obey him or not. The problem is we don't want to. When we don't want to obey God will not force us. For no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. But God is faithful. He will give you a way out to stand up from under it. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. To whom are you going to listen to? Are you going to listen to the world? It should be to the world or God. I missed a letter L there. Garbage in, garbage out. You are what you eat, right? Whatever you read, that becomes your philosophies in life somehow. That's, that's how you program your mind. If you read a lot of investment books, you become an investor. Everything that you see, you see opportunities. You want to program yourself as a carpenter? Everything that, every, every time you see an opportunity to, to apply it, you'll do it. Garbage in, garbage out. 
What do you do? What do you, what do you consume on a daily basis? Is my question here. What do you listen to? What shows do you watch at night to put you to sleep? What teachings are you living by? Which principles are you following in your life? Remember, there are two forces that are at war for you, for us. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We don't see it happening, but they are in battle. They are fighting for our soul. The world is wanting our souls, but they cannot have it. Satan knows that we cannot lose our salvation, but Satan wants this. He knows he wants this one. He wants to ruin our testimony. He wants to ruin and make us, instead of a stepping stone to Christ, he's going to make us a stumbling block to Christ. Joe claims he's a Christian. Let me give him an irritating person from the past. And then this guy starts talking trash in front of me. And my mind's thinking like, oh, dude, if I'm not the pastor, how I wish I met you seven years ago. You know, there's, there's those things that occur because Satan wants it. He tempts us. He tempts us not to strengthen us. It's not to strengthen our faith when he tempts us. He tempts us so that we will stumble. And that we will lose our joy. Because when we sin, I don't know if you've sinned, but when I sin, I lose my joy. I lose my joy. I feel like I have the flu. You know, I'm like, oh man, Lord, I can't believe I did that again. I can't believe I thought that way. That's the battle. That's why I'm not getting to the marriage and sex yet and tackling that next week. Because I really want us to get established in all these truths here, that there is a fight, there is a war, there is a battle for your soul, for your way of life. And in your search for love, you really have to understand that these things happen with the, that you don't see. Oh, it's so innocent for you, right? You just thought you'd hang out with your friends. And all of a sudden, they, they have you watch something that you are not supposed to watch. It's this music. It's the music that you're listening to. You thought you liked the beat, but then the lyrics are saying there, I was really high the other night. And I felt like my feet was up in the air. There's drugs element there, right? The sexual elements that, that they have in their lyrics. Now, the war between God and Satan is over because God has won that war. When Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and he resurrected on the third day, that war has been finished. It's been won. However, we face battles on a day-to-day -day basis. The battle of our flesh, our old flesh, our sinful nature against our new nature. That battle always happens. That's where the enemy attacks us. And they try to get us first in our way of thinking. So until you see what the world is for what it is, which is the enemy of God, everything else will not make sense when we try to argue with it with the word of God.
Because if you've already accepted that premarital sex is okay, it's going to be hard for you to really digest this. If you really think that the only way for you to enjoy a relationship is to have sex outside of marriage, and then maybe marry some, that person, then you're not going to be understanding the Word of God. Because you know why? The one way, the best way to really grow in our relationship with God is obedience to His Word. Obedience to His Word. Now, what are you going to obey if you don't read your Word and you don't study your Word? That's the other thing. Because everything that you're learning there is against God's Word. How are you supposed to know if it's wrong if you don't study His Word? Last point. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what to do, us to do what is right. If God's word is God's breathed words to us, this is, this, is, this is his living word. If that is true, then we, it pays us to heed to every instruction that is in here. Amen? If it's not true, then everything that we're doing here is nonsense. This is useless. This is just another false religion. But if it is true, if it is true, and it is true, we have to test what the world teaches against what God teaches. Not the other way around. Not the other one around, folks. What we do is, huh, let me see if that works for my lifestyle. Uh, I, I don't like that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I like being saved by grace, but I don't like to live a pure life. That I'm skipping. I want to pick and choose what I'm going to obey in God's word. That's wrong. That's your first mistake. You want to change something about your life? You ask God what to do with it. If it's the searching for true love, you have to search God's word for it. And what does it, it, it shows? What does it teaches, teach us? You are to find what Jesus did. What Jesus did with the woman at the well. Remember, when he said, if you will drink this water you will no longer be thirsty. Until God becomes your ultimate love, you will forever be thirsty. Until you make God your heart's desire, you will always be wanting. You know why? Because the world gives you a movable target. That's what the world is. You know, they say they're progressive thinkers, right? But they're going to be old thinkers because if it's progressive, it's going to continue to move forward. So your progressive thinking now will no longer be progressive next year because it's going to change, right? So it's a movable target. The world presents a movable target. In the, in the 70s, the 60s, the 70s, a good-looking woman was, was, was not the same. They didn't look the same as when it was in the 90s. It was the skinny Victoria's Secret models in the 90s Versus the Marilyn Monroe's of the 60s, right? It changes. Beauty changes. Fashion changes. Love changes. Approach on love changes. But with God, everything's the same. Everything's the same. If you don't make God your ultimate love, the world will fail you. 
the world will fail you and you will always be in wanting. Amen? So next week, we're going to be discussing marriage and sex within marriage and how to be God's best. Amen? Amen. Thank you for your patience. As the music team make their way up here, I'm going to close this in prayer. Father, we know that the world's standards are against your standard, especially in our search for true love. We also know, Lord God, that the battle between the principles of your teaching is completely the opposite of the world, of what the world teaches us. We thank you for revealing your truth to us this evening. And we ask now, Father God, that a slippery of a slope that is for us, help us, Lord God, to remember that you are offering your true love to us that you are offering yourself to us that if we drink your living water we will no longer be thirsty so I pray for all the single people that have listened to your message Lord God I pray that you will reveal your love to them that you you will constantly pursue them, Lord God, that you will soften their hearts, that you will open their minds and change their minds on what has already been programmed in them. Help them, Lord God, see your truth. And I pray for all the married people, Lord God, that have committed themselves to their loved ones. I pray, Father God, that you will continue to assure them and affirm them that their decision is the right decision. That you have given them your best and they are your best for their spouse. I pray for all the relationships, Lord God, that are going through trouble. I pray that your Holy Spirit will give them the gift of forgiveness. I pray for all the the husbands that are not gentle, Lord God, give them the gift of the Spirit of gentleness. And I pray, Lord God, for the wives that are not submissive, Lord God, I pray that you will give them the heart of submission. And I pray, Lord God, for the young people, I pray that you will give them the pure heart to pursue a life of purity and to trust in you completely. We love you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for your patience.